It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome back to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. Chris. And what a brand new opening. Chris welcome back to Cookie Lab. So surprised what when I said that. What happens if this is the first episode you've ever listened to? Okay, all right. We can start again. Yeah. No, that's okay. Okay. But welcome back or... Welcome to our first time listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, all are welcome. Leave us a message. Cookielabpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And tell us how you heard about Cookie Lab. That would be so much fun. Perhaps you're a Girl Scout. You could be. Or you were a Girl Scout. Mm -hmm. If you're a Girl Scout and you go as high as you and you earn all the badges. Can you become an Eagle Scout or? No, they it... have something called the Gold Award, which is comparable. Comparable. Mm-hmm. So then you're a lifetime Girl Scout. You don't no, have there, to there sell is... any more cookies. <laughs> I, there is a some kind of lifetime membership that you can buy, I think, but you know. Excellent. But once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout in your in, in your, your heart. heart, in your sash. Yeah. All right. Well, our listeners may be wondering why we're talking about Girl Scouts so much, and that's because we are going to investigate a cookie that is one of my favorite cookies because it has chocolate, peanut butter, and a cookie. So you had me at peanut butter. It is often known as the tagalong or the peanut butter patty. Or the peanut butter patty. That's an awesome cookie. Did you make that? I did. <gasps> you know why I love the cookie? Cuz it's tastes fantastic. No. 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 Because Because <laughs> it melts a little bit on your fingers? No, I don't like that. No. No, because you put it in your mouth and you put your front two teeth into the cookie and you slide the cookie back out of oh, your mouth. Oh, do you are you a scraper, and Chris? You scrape <laughs> that topping off the shortbread and cookie. And then you give the shortbread cookie to me? Yeah, yeah then you give away the shortbread cookie. <laughs> That's not how I eat them, but I'm glad you have your own way to enjoy it. No, I love those cookies. Me too. Uh, and you know, you can't get them year round. And Mm-mm. so I believe that every cookie should have chocolate in it. And uh <laughs> And I also really love peanut butter. And so I was, you know, poking around for recipes to do. And I found a giant tagalong cookie recipe. It's a giant recipe or it's a recipe for a giant cookie? It's a recipe for a giant cookie. This is like a dream come true. Yeah, it was the size of a dinner plate. Oh, fantastic. In fact, it's, yeah, because it's what nine I have inches here... in diameter. What I have here on my plate is like it looks like a fancy restaurant dessert. It's a slice of the of the world's biggest tagalong. It is, yes. And so to make this cookie was a pretty simple process. And it doesn't come from either of the licensed bakers, the Little Brownie Bakers or the ABC Bakers. Mm-hmm. And that's why the cookies have two different names, the Peanut butter patties? Is that what you called it? Yeah, that's one of the yeah, um, that's one from, of the bakers. That's from the ABC baker. And the little brown has the tagalongs. Okay. So technically I guess Little Brownie. Yeah, the yeah. little brown. The ABC bakers is the one that we have here in the Massachusetts area. Uh, we found that out in a previous episode. Okay. So um, So we have peanut butter patties? We do. We have peanut butter patties. So I don't know how I knew that they were called tagalongs, but I did. Okay. And this is not one of the original 
cookies. It is now. No, but it has been around for a super long time because we I, had it when I was a Girl Scout. Okay. I couldn't find out when it was okay. introduced. It seems like something that there should be a good history of. The originals are chocolate mint, peanut butter sandwich cookies. Those are good too. Yeah, those are nice. And shortbreads. Mm-hmm. And did you know that those can never be eliminated from the Girl Scout roster? Those three? Yeah. Okay. Every time the cookie sales go into production, they have to offer those three. For tradition. It's the law. It's the law of the land, people. Uh, And currently, the Girl Scouts offer 13 different varieties. I mean, they they change. They add add things. They do. Yeah. They do. So this is a shortbread cookie. Okay. Butter, flour, and sugar. And a peanut butter whip. (sighs) What does that mean? So it's peanut butter... And confectioner sugar. Oh my gosh. And more butter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whipped for I'm like 10 so minutes. So excited. To make it a little a little softer, a little my less mouth stick is to, watering. And then a chocolate ganache. Ganache. Over the top, which is chocolate, more butter, and cream. Where has this cookie been all our life? It's in a box from the Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> but now, I guess I could have made individual small ones. I guess. But you would have needed lots of little rings. What I did was I made the shortbread in a springform pan, mm-hmm. baked that, then put the peanut butter on top of that, cooled that mm-hmm. in the refrigerator, and then I took the springform off, mm-hmm. and then I poured Enrobed ganache it. Yeah. all over it. Yeah, and then refrigerated yeah it would be hard it would be challenging to do that to individual cookies you'd waste a lot of ganache yeah yeah. and this way this is the way to go it was i can cut as large a cookie (laughs) as i want you know if i'm feeling like i need a chocolate and peanut butter sugar bomb it could be a meal you could just like take a quarter of the thing yeah exactly any but what i did was i sliced small pieces so that they stayed together and they would be satisfying as satisfying as one of those and i find i always have to eat two of those two oh my gosh i eat like five or six at a go and then so this is what i thought was the equivalent of two cookies okay all right so you take that one which one this is the one one. i chose oh okay here we go Mm. it's almost a fork and knife i I would go fork and knife with this it's unwieldy (laughs) peanut butter is very sweet and creamy it's a whip I have crumbs all over my lap. Mm. Use the plate. You're deconstructing it. Very mm. nice. They're hard to work with. Mm. Mine worked. You're good at everything. And chocolate melts on your fingers. This tastes like what it looked like to me in the beginning. A fancy restaurant dessert that I would eat with a knife and fork. Mm. You could put a little whipped cream on it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's not a pie. It's a giant cookie. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear. Right, because otherwise this would be pie lab. Right, exactly. What should I do with the crumbs? Mm, I would just um, put them into your hand and lick them off. Okay. <laughs> we have high cleanliness standards in the lab, so. Absolutely, yeah. We will get the labs in to clean up the crumbs <laughs> later. So, what do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. It is sweet. It is exciting. And it has a good story. What about some science? Did you learn any science for this cookie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like that Got Milk commercial when the, the guy has the peanut butter in his mouth and the radio station says who who killed Alexander Hamilton and he wants to call in mm. with the answer. 
but he's like, because <laughs> he has too much peanut butter in his mouth. That's happening to Chris right now. And the tagline is, of course, got milk or iced coffee. Mm-hmm. What I thought we should talk about was the science of shortbread. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. And particularly flour, which we always ignore. We do. We talk a lot about the different kinds of sugars. Right. We talk a lot about the different leavenings. So we really haven't talked that much about flour. I was thinking back to a couple of episodes ago where we had some problems with cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did have a few a few uh, difficult assignments back then. And so we know that if we mix sugar and butter together, we could get a blob, right? We could mix enough sugar with enough butter to make a ball. Yeah. Right? But if we take parts of that or the whole thing and we put it in the oven. It's just going to be a mess. It's just going to spread. Right, it's just it's just gonna be a. Like we might be able to bake it enough to cri- crisp it up. Yeah, right to make it like a brittle too, almost. Yeah, Doesn't sound attractive. It's not a cookie. No, it's not for sure. Not going to be a cookie. At best, it would be a brittle. So, in comes the flour. Yeah. Now we've talked a lot about gluten, and yeah. how we're always trying to find something to replace the gluten structure. Right. But we never really talk about starch. Starch. Starch is a large carbohydrate. Okay. It's a the long, molecule is large. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a long chain of sugars mm-hmm. actually together, and starch does something pretty cool in cookies. And gluten free flour has as much starch in it as regular all-purpose flour okay so this is one of the reasons that gluten-free flour works Mm -hmm. and our gluten-free flour has xanthan gum and you can listen back to one of our early episodes where we talk about what xanthan gum does and the protein mesh that it tries to form and so forth and so on but the starch absorbs water while making the dough yeah, I mean, that's what I think of, you know, when you've got your, your dough there and it's like kind of too wet and then you start to add the flour bit by bit and it becomes more like a dough. But also, as the starch heats up... and it's Like in a, the oven? Yeah. Okay. And it's absorbing that water. Yeah. It goes through a process called gelatinization. Okay, that one, I think I'd be able to predict what that means. It means it, it becomes like gelatin. Yes, and what, what, do, we, what do we know? is there gelatin? No, there's no gelatin in it. Okay. But it's just this process that um, the starch swells up and it's able to absorb more moisture than it would be if it wasn't warm. Okay, that makes sense. And it starts to thicken. So thicken. any starch, it gets... To thicken, meaning it becomes more viscous. Okay. So we use starch. I was picturing like a cookie getting bigger. Oh, no, no, no. No, it becomes more difficult to pour. Yes. Right. Resistance to flow. So it does give some structure. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can see. And we want our butter and sugar to be resistant to flow. Yes, because we want not a puddle on the baking sheet, but a formed cookie. Exactly. And that's what shortbread is. It has enough starch in it so that the butter and the sugar can just stay together. Just stay and it's together. like kind of crumbly mm-hmm. because 
because you've added just enough, just enough just flour enough. so that it will stay together uh, and not flow. But it's not going to rise much no. at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe just a little bit. But it provides some structure to the cookie. And that's really what the flour in a shortbread is doing. Mm -hmm. And especially with gluten-free flour, you're really just using the starches mm -hmm. to gelatinize ingredients that would just, just become a puddle. Just blurt. Yeah. It also, of course, contributes to the flavor. Mm-hmm. And the color, because it will brown a bit through the Milliard reaction mm -hmm. and through a little bit of caramelization because it's starch and it just is really sugar. Mm -hmm. And uh, depending on which blend of flour you use, you're going to get different flavors as well. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so... There's just a little bit of science that we don't usually talk about or think about. And that's yeah. the starch. I'm glad you our brought friend, that to the forefront, the front burner. Our friend starch. Mm. And I noticed that on our plate of cookies, there are no There are no more cookies chocolate on the plate peanut of cookies. butter uh, <laughs> cookies. So I can't even say to you keep your paws off my cookies. <laughs> and I think the same will happen to our listeners if they make this recipe that we've put up on our Facebook group Which page. I think they should do. Yeah. Look, Maybe when it's a little cooler one. out, I don't know. Or if you have central air in your home. Um, yeah, the lab is, uh, is regular room temperature, 65, 67 degrees. And we had some melting going on. They say that you can keep these out in room temperature for I'm about my three head. days. No way. But, but I, the chocolate just gets messy. Yeah, you want it in the fridge. Yeah, so I've kept these refrigerated. I will continue to keep them refrigerated for as long as they last. Which will not be very, very long, long at all. At no, all. No, 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 no. And <laughs> it won't even be until next week when we have another cookie. A new cookie. cookie. Well, Thank that's goodness. why we need to make another cookie. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they don't last very long. All right, I'll come up with something, Chris. All right, see you next week. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.